Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ. Interact with the show on Twitter at Hawkeye Huddle and at Hawkeye Huddle 2. And hello again, everybody. Welcome to the Hawkeye Huddle here on 1700 The Champ. Brent Ridge and G-Mix here in West Des Moines. Dave Crane Jr. along the way on the He's phone, live. I believe. He's nationwide on C. And we've got some extra commercials. There we go. There we go. We Okay, we're all set. Dave Creighton Jr. back uh, at home this afternoon, um, apparently. <laughs> a family member was uh, diagnosed positive with COVID, so David is not here with me for our special uh, G-Migs edition for this, <laughs> this evening. Which here, really uh, of course, stinks, but uh, you know what? Sometimes you gotta you got to do what you got to do, right? I know, and we're, we're, we're dealing with all kinds of fun in this, uh, this new era. In fact, one of the reasons we haven't been here this year is uh, they wanted to make sure they had plenty of room for people, and uh, so we've been over at the Foundry, of course, Distilling Company. They're not open on Tuesdays. G-MIG's good enough to have us here this afternoon. we got Cyclone Friends of the Hawkeye Huddle showed up just now, so they're going to have a little dinner here on steak night. And there is still a little room in here. People have been uh, pretty steady in here for the last hour, but if you got uh, something to do, if you're looking for something to do tonight, something to eat, come on down to G-MIG's here in West Des Moines, 5th Street. And, of course, uh, they've been our, our, our home for the last couple of years, so uh, we do a appreciate everything they well, do for us as well. Brett, don't forget that the uh, Hawks play Purdue tonight on the Big Ten Network at 8 o'clock, so come down, listen to the show, have some food, and, uh, you know, stay for the game. Stay for the game. 8 o'clock uh, coming up, Hawks and Purdue on the Big Ten Network. I'm trying not to shout too much because I think I'm coming in loud and clear and you're not for all the people here in the bar. Is that about right, Alan? He's coming in louder. Why don't you come over here and play with this for me? Um, maybe anyway, maybe uh, turn up the return on. Uh, uh, it's all up. That's the problem. From, so anyway. Okay. Um, you know how it works when you get when you're here. I do. To get I do. Local. Hey, put a smile anyway. on your face, buddy. We're we're it's uh, two days, three days, two days before Christmas. We got bowl games, and uh, hopefully the Hawks. You're going to go to Nashville, so hopefully the Hawks will get a chance to play. I know. I'm, I, so I got a little bee in my bonnet and figured I know where I was going, and I was right on Sunday morning. Um, I had figured that Iowa State was going to ride the wave of love that they got the last couple of years, or wait, years, last couple of weeks, and uh, get themselves a top 10 spot and get themselves a New Year's Six Bowl, and it was going to punch Indiana down, and with North Carolina, their win, big win over Miami a couple weeks ago, suddenly pumping them into, uh, I don't know, out of nowhere into the 15th spot, which got them into a near six bowl. That bumped everybody down. I thought, you know what, Iowa's probably going to end up in Nashville. So uh, I bought tickets online. Thirty-five bucks, if you can believe it, on the fifty-yard line. Now I am in the upper deck, but uh, and I got flights to Nashville, really cheap on Sunday morning, and uh, I'll be there next week, and we'll be trying to do a show with me, um, um, either in either from a hotel or maybe we'll find a spot. I don't know if I can find a, a, a restaurant or something, but Andrew and I will be down there uh, on uh, Monday, and uh, maybe doing a show with you on Tuesday as the Hawks play Missouri. David, it's it's certainly not the sexy matchup we were looking for out of all the Southeastern Conference teams that you could play. Uh, no offense, but they're five and five. They're not a very good football team. They um, and and of course, it's not one of the SEC schools that. It's not an Auburn. It's not an Alabama. It's not a Florida. You know, you can list them off, but at the same time, it's a nice border matchup for Iowa and um, and a game where. 
if nothing else, um, you know, there there are some feelings, mixed feelings about playing a border team, and uh, you're going to get another chance to beat a team from the Midwest. Well, I think it's a great matchup. I mean, you know, when you consider 2020 and the situation that, that we've had, the fact that they're having bowl games, 32 bowl games, or 31 maybe now is the Gasparilla Bowl is in peril. Um but nevertheless, the Hawks get a chance to play an SEC team, Missouri. Obviously, the last time we played them, I, I was down in Phoenix to watch that game. Micah Hyde, it's a big interception and uh, return. And, uh, you know, it was a great, exciting, fun fun football game. This is not that Missouri team, obviously. And uh, But nevertheless, it's, it's a chance for, for Iowa to finish the year uh, put a bow, if you will, on the season, and and really have a great uh, a great end of this year. Uh, you know the Hawks are struggling with the COVID right now. Obviously, Coach Ferentz at it, and the team has suspended workouts and everything until Saturday. I think isn't that right? Uh, I believe they said six days, so I think it might be Saturday, and they're planning on leaving on Monday. In fact, you never know; I might be flying down there with them from. <laughs> <laughs> no, they won't go commercial, but we'll get, be get going about the same time. I know they're leaving on Monday. They're looking at, as Kirk has said, this is a business trip as if a normal regular regular season game where they will really do nothing other than go uh, head to the hotel and do regular football game stuff. There's not a lot of pomp and circumstance for them, which, which let's face it, that kind of sucks, right? I mean, it, it does, oh, yeah, but no it's question. COVID, right? At least they get to go play. Right, right. They get to go play, and... And that's fine. And we're going to talk a little bit about uh, who's in and who's out because we don't really know right now, but it's, it's, it's food for discussion as to whether some guys won't play. But, yeah, I mean, if nothing else, um, you know, in, in, in this season where a few months ago we, we felt like we may never see a football game, and, um, and, and you know I've targeted going to the game the entire year because I knew it was the only way I could right. see Iowa play, right? Whatever their bowl game was, I was hoping they'd be somewhere where I could go watch. And, and that's why uh, when they started locking in on Florida and, and Nashville, I started getting excited because uh, I was thinking, oh, okay, at least I get to go watch my team. And as we said, la- did we go over this last week where – I mean, I've, I I have now doubled because of the COVID the number of games I've missed at Kinnick Stadium since 1979. Right? I had missed five. I've now missed nine. Right? Since 1979, so I've missed my team. Right? And I'm going to watch them. And I think, uh, you know, I noticed that the tickets today on uh, SeatGeek have have doubled in price. The ones I bought, um, I bought them for 35 bucks the other day. They're up to about 75. Still not super expensive, but uh, they have doubled in price, and that means that a few people are buying them. Uh, I think the, I'm going to guess there will be people there, right? There will be a lot of black no, and gold, obviously, you know. No, uh, I'll say this. <laughs> yeah, I'll say this. I'm a little disappointed. So, you know, my I, I have a relationship with the University of Missouri. Uh, right. A chunk of cash from, from my the bank account of the Ridge household goes there because Anthony, my stepson, is a cheerleader there. He's in his uh, third year and uh, getting ready to go to medical school in the next couple of years. Had a great experience. I've been to Columbia, I don't know, a dozen times now. And But the right. weird thing is they're not taking cheerleaders. So he's going to be at no, my house. you're kidding watching the game now you know normally we'd be like all over this because you know we go and and uh watch him really instead of watching games a lot of times um but uh so this will be this will be another interesting thing where uh, the team that he has been cheering for at home in columbia uh half of the year and where he normally would go 
uh, he's not going to be there with him, um, which is kind of kind of odd. But um, anyway, I'll tell you what, we'll get into a lot more, and hopefully next week we'll be able to do a breakdown. I think maybe we'll work on uh, seeing if we can't find somebody from from uh, the, one of the Missouri networks to get on with us next week, next week as well, just to have a little fun with that and uh, and get things going. And we can talk a lot more about college football. Um, uh, you and I have had some interesting discussions the last couple of days. The only real <laughs> news for Iowa is today the AP, I, I guess the AP puts out a separate um, all Big Ten team now rather than just the media. And so the AP oh. All Big Ten team that came out today, uh, nine players from Iowa. Nixon, of course, is the Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year for them. Uh, Larry Jackson, also a unanimous pick. Um, Linderbaum, Golston, uh, also on the first team, along with Tyler Goodson and uh, Tory Taylor. So Iowa with six first-teamers by the AP. Um Banwart, which is nice for a senior, by the way, not getting a lot of accolades, but Cole Banwart, uh, seventeen All Big Ten by the AP, uh, of course Duncan, uh, the field goal kicker, and Jack Kerner, again a walk on, second team All Big Ten by them, great stuff. But I'll tell you what, the neat stuff is really that uh, Davion Nixon now is a finalist for the Outland Trophy. I think there's four guys. He'll, I believe that means he'll go to to that. Uh, he would have gone well, to that deal at ESPN. I'm sure. I guess he's practice the bowl game he won't necessarily and and Wouldn't, linderbaum don't they do that is, by zoom probably I, they probably will now you're right they probably will so he'll be on the show and linderbaum uh the center and now a finalist for the uh, remington award one of three players that's uh, up for the best center of the uh, in the country and let's face it two years ago that's a kid that's playing defensive line right now and they switched him over for the bowl game just to see if he'd be good and here he is. Right. He's literally he's literally at least one of the top three centers in all of college football. Yeah, I know. He's an amazing story. And, uh, you know, I mean, uh, Hawk fans in a very selfish way would be crossing their fingers and toes and hoping for sure that Tyler comes back uh, next year. I mean, he, you know, is this effectively the second year that he's played center? That's it. Yes, I mean. Yeah, so I don't think I mean, there's any any question that it wouldn't hurt him to have a third year of playing the position in dominating. Yeah, hopefully, that the way that he would continue from an NFL uh, perspective. There is an argument to be made. Not only for him, there is an argument to be made for him to hone his craft for one more year under Kirk Ferentz, right? There's an argument to be yeah. made for that. I, I don't think i can make an argument for davion nixon to stick around which stinks because i really i I wonder i wonder (laughs) i don't understand why he wasn't playing more last year if he's this good but we're we've gotten him for one year he's been dominant and and that's that's what it is right uh but yeah uh, tyler linderbaum i i think could could come back and could stand some more time and i think this is where you get into we've heard rumors of a few other guys decided they're not going to play in this bowl game because they want to, they they want to opt out and and get ready for the NFL. Actually, they just are afraid of getting hurt. And we've kind of gone through the whole idea of wondering whether or not um, that I, the the wisdom in that makes some sense. If you decided to quit in the middle of the year, like if Amir Smith Marset said at six four games into this, hey, we're not winning the Big Ten championship. I'm done. I'm not going to get hurt. Right. But instead, what he's doing is he's out there playing against Wisconsin, playing great, and then turning a cartwheel and a flip and injuring his ankle. And so if, if he opts out for this game, how hypocritical? I mean, it's just well, so hypocritical. I, well, I just, but Brett, I, here's the deal. Brett, you're, you're invoking your wisdom and your uh, thought process and your 
moral Which is considerable, on, by the way. It is considerable. On, okay. on I, Amir Smith-Marset, who, you know, he's going to be two, two and a half weeks out, or I guess probably, yeah, three weeks out from a high ankle sprain. And, you know, if he's not 100%, then he probably chooses not to go. But if he is and he chooses not to go, um, whether it's due to COVID or just he opts out like many, many players do, then he does. I mean, in this year, I'm going to give these guys a pass a little bit. Um, and, you know, he's, he's nicked up. You know, I would love to see, and, and let's take a look at a guy last year who clearly could have opted out, and that's A.J. Epinesa. He decided to play in the bowl game, was a huge factor, defensive player of the game or whatever, but he was a huge factor in the Hawks' win. So he showed that, you know what, I'm going to go out there one more time. I know I'm going to the NFL. I'm going to go out there one more time and give it all for his teammates, his coaches, what have you. And so hopefully that sort of mindset would carry over. You never know. Um, you know, in, in today's day and age, in the way that this year has been is strange and whatever, I think I think we have to give him a pass this year. I I'm thinking about what I'm going to say here. I'm not you thinking can't. about what and I'm going to say. Fine. I, it's I, fine. I, you don't have to. I, right. I. I you fine. know what? You don't have I, to. I get, you well, it's, what, it, it's like what you and I were talking about earlier with the fact that you're you're now stuck in your house ostensibly for ten days, right? Right. And and what it is is that that I can't kill anybody. I can't berate anybody for having their feelings about the COVID uh, situation and what it might affect, how it might affect them. I don't have any problem with that. Uh, that having been said, not sure how that plays into the specialness of whether or not these kids decide to play this game or not. So I'm, I'm on both sides of the fence. With I try to be understanding about it, but I just, I just think it's hypocritical for a lot of these guys, particularly Let's face it, Davion Nixon. That's great if he if he's done because he he got his Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year award and he's going to win the Outland Trophy. That'd be really cool. And if he decides right. to not play, uh, that means he was in this for himself for the entire year. To me, and and uh, that just well, that's just the way you're that. judging that, and I don't I don't I, agree with I, that. I know, but that's where you and I were arguing about this yesterday because it, this just in. Dave and I talked to each other quite a bit, and I was arguing with you about. It. I feel like I feel like to me that that's an extremely selfish position to have said, I will play all year until I am named defensive player of the year in the Big Ten. And then since I am, I know I've made my money. Now I'm going to not play. I, I, well, I, just, I, just, I know that a lot of guys have done it. There are plenty of guys that have done it. I get it. It's starting to happen more and more. Leonard Fournette started this. Leonard Fournette started this years ago. If I'm not mistaken, Christian McCaffrey set out the bowl game the year after the Rose Bowl, didn't he? Or the year before? Yeah, yeah, uh, there was, and, and yes, he did, and and um, and we had the whole uh, Bosa thing a couple of years ago, or in the middle of the year for Ohio right. State, he just decided not to play. But at least there, to me, that made sense, right? Whereas, like, well, okay, Joey well, Bosa, whatever, whichever Bosa he was, got hurt in the first or second game of the year. But nevertheless, yeah, yeah, oh, right, it's on the ESPN ticker. CJ Beathard to start for the card or for the Forty uh, yeah, this week. Yeah, I see that. Good for him. Um. Anyway, so uh, 
Iowa 15-point favorites right. right now, by the way, for Missouri. Maybe we need to move on to basketball real quick. But, yeah, go ahead. Well, just, just so you know, Tom's not going to be on tonight, so it's just you and oh, me. Oh, okay. we got a lot of time. Okay, Tom's probably at Carver getting ready for Purdue. And Iowa Probably, at 8 o'clock. John, John, come on, just point, John, you point out, yeah, he could have opted out early. That's my whole point. He played until he got his money, and now he's going to, to opt out. Uh, yeah, you only wish that you had had that option in, in college. I do? Absolutely. <laughs> Can I be a little hypocritical as a fan if um, these kids are hypocritical as well, players? That's just it. So. That's just I can. it. I can. We're looking at... As a fan and as huddle guys, not as Davion Nixon and what he's going to do for his family. So. I know. Well, wait, wait. All right. I Basketball, hope he plays. Come back. Let's see. Let's see. Hey, we, we made it through the first, first segment without talking to any hoops. We'll get to that when we come back on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700, The Champ. Back to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge on 1700, The Champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. And we're back here in the Hawkeye Huddle. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you on 1700, The Champs around the world at thehawkeyehuddle.com. Podcast up tomorrow. If you miss any portion of the program, you can get out there. It's free. We don't charge you for it. We just like you to listen so that you can uh, um, listen to us and uh, hear all about our great sponsors we're going to talk about now. Aside from the fact that I'm at G-Migs in West Des Moines, Fifth Street Pub, where uh, we've been normally for uh, the last couple of years. I'm about to have some. I'm, I'm going to order some wings, David. As you know, I'm a big fan of, of course. jalapeno. Uh, and have those before I watch Iowa play Purdue here at 8 o'clock. Um, of course, also, we got our friends over at the, uh, the Foundry Distilling Company. We'll be back there to start the new year. Uh, in a couple of weeks on Thursdays at the Alchemy Lounge, um, and uh, getting uh, getting. <laughs> let, let's face it, we've been having a good time there the last couple of weeks. Oh yeah, we? drinking their, their spirits. We have, and uh, we'll talk about some of our other sponsors as we go. Okay, the big the big hey, game before, this week. Before, we, yeah. before you um, leave the sponsors, I want to mention AMPM Plumbing. We're so happy. Well, that I was going to get us. them. I was going to get them after the next break, but go ahead. They do okay. plumbing, but. Get, I just want want everybody, you know, on the podcast as well as who listen on the radio, 515-327-0073, AMPM Plumbing. They do plumbing, Brett. This just in, they do plumbing, AMPM Plumbing. They're here in Valley Junction, right? Isn't that where he is? Yeah, just just up the street there on on railroad, right? They're basically across from the foundry. <laughs> We're kind of centrally located here. Even uh, even well, our rematch real estate over Windsor Heights. Yeah, we do. We we support local. Absolutely. So, this Grubel. Oh, okay. Anyway, I'm getting interrupted by the succulent friends at the Hawkeye Hall here, David. I don't know. What do they want to talk about the Fiesta Bowl? They do. They do. We're not. Pro- Let's not go into that right now. Actually, there's some arguments yep. to be made about that. Some interesting things about. It. Let's talk hoops. So, Hawks, uh, of course, uh, on Saturday lost uh, a game to the Gonzaga, the number one team in the country, far and away the number one team in the country. By the way, ninety-nine eighty-eight. Iowa goes four of twenty-three from the three-point line. What were they? Thirteen of twenty-four from the free throw line. I mean. Low shooting percentage from the free throw line. Yes, they gave up a ton of points in transition. The defense isn't good. We knew that was probably going to be the case going in. I felt as we sat and watched this game against the number one team in the country, if Iowa held, kept it that close by shooting four for 23 from three, um, I think they're in every game they play the rest of the year. It doesn't matter who they're playing. You have to shoot poorly or you're not going to lose. Well, you know, essentially that's right. And, 
you know, I thought Luca Garza made a good point. Yeah, I don't think it was on Saturday. I think it was on the media day on Monday where he's like, you know, look, if we make a few more threes in half as many free throws, and we were still in that game, they got to 10 and 9 and just could not get over that next hump, that next hurdle. So many times in that game, uh, you know, Gonzaga is incredibly good, and they've got, you know, they might have the number one pick in the draft on their team. And, you know, frankly, Luka Garza uh, at this point is probably at the bottom of the first round or somewhere in the second round uh, because of NBA bias towards big guys, you know. I mean, that, and he's our best player, but Jordan Bohannon didn't play well, and he admitted that. C.J. Frederick got two quick fouls, was out most of the first half. You know, so you put guys like Keegan Murray in there who are, hey, this is a big, that's a big stage, even if it is in Sioux Falls. And, uh, you know, I thought the Hawks acquitted themselves. I thought they played decent, not great. And had they played great, I think they had a very good chance of winning. Yeah, had they played their, their normal game, shot their normal percentage, and you, and you can say, well, Gonzaga maybe had something to do with that. You know, really? I thought Iowa got open no. shots and open looks. I really thought they did. And, and, again, the free throw shooting is the part that's confusing to me because you're talking about a bunch of guys who normally shoot 75 to 80% from the line, and they went up there and they were just bricking them. And, I, and that was the weird part. Maybe they were tired. Maybe they did look a little slow to the ball. I thought they did. I didn't think they hustled very well to the ball early, which was kind of weird. But, uh, you know, that was a, an odd thing to me. Um, I think pleasant surprise was the way Joe Toussaint played. I thought uh, it, he didn't didn't really turn the ball over that much, and he had 12 points off the bench, played better defense. They're gonna they're probably going to have to find a way to understand who um, who's on the floor for other teams as they play better and better teams this year, um, and he's going to play more, I think. Um, well, I, I don't I think there's any that, question. That, you know, yeah. he, needs, he needs to get more minutes. He needs to play more. He needs to be a defensive stopper and a distributor and a driver. You know, um, of the basketball. I thought Jack Nunji played very well in the first half. You know, the Hawks had five shots from five feet that wouldn't go in at one point there in the first half. And it was like, come on, you know. And that I'm sure that they were run. all going. Yep, yep. Yep. You know, they were all going, come on. But uh, nevertheless, I mean, you know, the uh, gauntlet of the Big Ten starts tonight against Purdue. And, you know, <laughs> Illinois goes to Rutgers, they get beat, and Rutgers is good. Um, Michigan State goes to Northwestern, who's not exactly a, a world beater this year, and they get thumped by double digits. This Big Ten is just going to be something. I think if, if you can win 13 games out of 20, 14 games out of 20, you're probably going to be real close to, to the lead. So, uh, Wisconsin currently playing Nebraska, so Wisconsin beats Louisville. Ranked Louisville by 40? 40. 40 the other day. Nebraska currently leading in the Kohl Center <laughs> right now. Uh, Wisconsin is one of their first 15. They'll probably come back and win, but Nebraska's up 10 to 5 here, uh, 10 minutes into that game. So I, yeah, there's, I need there's to not going to some live action on that one. Right. There's. Um, <laughs> point is there's there's no gimmies right there will be games that are a little easier but there's no gimmies and when you look at that northwestern uh, game who by the way iowa next tuesday night uh while we're doing this uh right about what the no, time no, we do this it's after okay right after uh they'll be it's playing northwestern 
And of course, um, Minnesota so Iowa has Christmas Day. Yes, yes. Uh, so tonight it's Purdue. Then they go up to Minneapolis and they play Friday. I got 7 p.m. on that off their website today. I thought I'd seen it was 5, but it's 7 p.m. Big Ten's got basketball all day on Christmas Day, which is kind of cool. Uh, so you'll watch that on the on BTN. And by the way, Minnesota's 7-1, 0-1 right now. Their 0-1 is to, uh, I believe, Illinois. Illinois. Um, uh, but they're seven and one, so they, they're seven zero outside the conference. Not a bunch of big wins. BC in the in the ACC thing, but uh, they're still undefe- undefeated outside the conference. That's a pretty good team. Iowa has to go on the road. This is not going to be easy. And by the way, Purdue is the only team that has won in the last twenty games inside Carver Hawkeye Arena as a road team. Uh, they're the only team to beat Iowa last year you know, on Senior Day, seventy seven sixty eight. So uh, Iowa owes them one, that's for sure. But the Boilermakers are six and two into this off of a. Victory over then number 25, Ohio State. And uh, then this weekend uh, against Notre Dame, who at one point in time was ranked, and they had them on a neutral court in Indianapolis. So the Boilermakers are pretty good. And those are teams that aren't even supposed to be in this, along with Iowa, Illinois, Wisconsin, and and maybe Michigan and Rutgers. Um, This is going to be nuts. Uh, it, it's it's going to be every game you're going to turn around and look at what the strengths are. I think tonight Purdue's strengths is rebounding. They've got the leading rebounder in the conference. They out-rebound teams uh, on average by a pretty good margin. But other than that, every week, man, it's just going to be, or every game, night in and night out, it's just going to be wondering if Iowa can show up and play the way that they can play. And if they do, they're fine. Um, but if if they don't shoot the ball well, it's going to be whether Luca Garza can win it for him. And the other day, let's face it, he fouled out the first-team All-American uh, other center, and then they're forward, right? He fouled out the top two guys <laughs> because they right. couldn't handle him. He's such a load, right? So he's going to get his if Iowa wants them to get his. I thought the only thing Gonzaga took away from him was maybe his three-point shot. And, and that right. didn't he really only, He didn't attempt any until the very end of the game where he chucked up he missed an open one, and they chucked one at the very end. And one, and one of them, it, it rattled, right? It was a, it hit three times before it went out, right? So, you know, um, what do you make of Jordan Bohannon having so many balls go in and out? Uh, I, I, the only thing I can say is I still feel like he's flat-footed. I feel like the hip injury has done something he doesn't quite have the spring. When that kid came out of high school and nobody really was recruiting him, the thing that made me excited about Jordan Mohanna was I saw highlights, and he was getting his shot off quick, right? He was against guys who were in his face, right? And what we found the last, the first couple of years in college was uh, here at Iowa, he could get that shot off pretty quickly, right? And right now, he's getting it off quickly, but when he does, he's flat-footed. Unless he's wide open, unless they leave him open, he's not in rhythm anymore. And I, I just think when he has to shoot quickly... He doesn't uh, elevate quite the same way. I, it's I, I just and maybe it'll come back, but I think his hips are just a little different. Um, I'm sure he stands there and makes him when he's when he's wide open and uh, when he's practicing, right? But I think when he's got a guy on him and he's got to get it off a little faster, it just gets a little funky. Because um, right now he's shooting under, about what thirty thirty two percent something like that, and, yeah, and he's obviously yeah. you know he's obviously better names. Oh, for eight the other day. Right, so that'll take your percentage down pretty quick, um, right. and, and and Iowa needs that. If that's that's the reason to have him on the court, right? Uh, it, otherwise, you should have other guys out there because he's not a great defender. Uh, he is right. a leader, and certainly. On, but certainly on Saturday, he was a mismatch uh, from a defensive standpoint, and so 
you know, that that brings the case of you bring Jordan in off the bench and start going, okay, you know, I'm bringing you in to come and, and take C, some heat off of CJ. I mean, yeah. that's just a consideration. I don't think they're going to do that, and I don't think they're going to do that for some time. But, you know, that's that's where I think you're going to start to see Certainly, the you know the Twitterverse and everything is going to be asking for that. But let's see. I mean, you know, okay, the kid had one bad game. Um, he's oh yeah, I, come I, back, yeah. come back off of a, you know two hip surgeries and all that. And I think he's got enough uh, equity built up. He does with me as it relates to what might be able to happen um, when he gets hot because you know he's made so many big shots. Uh, for the University of Iowa. I mean, yeah, yeah. go back I to know. the Wisconsin he's, he's, game when he was a freshman. It's equity, right? Yeah, he's, he's built up equity, right? I mean, yeah. yeah. So uh, we we got we to give the kid a, a bit of a break here, and let's just see see how it goes. And, and as this Big Ten schedule goes along, it will be a grind. Um, so Iowa's depth will be important. Um, I like what Fran's been doing so far in terms of the rotation. I have no beefs with that. And uh, I think Keegan Murray's going to do nothing but get better. The more experience he gets, the more confidence he should grow with him. You know, and I thought Patrick played bad the other day. I thought Patrick played bad the other day. And I'm you know, sorry, but and, it, it, I realize it's a tough spot. But if he's playing poorly, I don't know. Do you? I, so, and I, we didn't get up. We were we were saying this, right? You, do you take him out of the game because he's playing poorly, or do you let him learn, right? And is that is it? Because at this point in time, it's a non-conference game, and it's against. So let him learn, right? So maybe you do, but I think as you get into this a little further, you have to wonder if he's playing poorly. You got to get him out of the game, right? Turning the ball over, watching guys. He tried to screen out the other day with his hand. Right, I mean, literally, well, he's he's got a six but, foot, know, two hundred and fifty seven foot. Yeah, here's 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 the here's the issue. The other day is that CJ was in foul trouble. It was the first half, and Fran wasn't about to bring him back in, and so the rotation was messed up, if you will, to some degree there, and so he either had to play Patrick because he needed his size, his length, or he had to go smaller with Joe and Jordan Connor. And Luca and Jack, for example, or or Joe, you know Joe Wieskamp, and you know Joe Wieskamp's been taking the ball in the hole, and I think he's doing a great job doing that. But yet he's still not finishing against big physical people. Something yeah, he that had twenty needs points to the other day, but he but he has problems with that. I, I, listen, right. I, I I I agree with you uh, to to some extent on on the rotation gets messed up when foul with foul trouble. But if I watch a, a kid that is the size of Patrick McCaffrey try to screen out a kid that is the size of, uh, of two or three of the Gonzaga forwards and centers, right, and I watch him try to – he tried to screen him out literally by just sticking his hand out, right? That's not a screen out. You get your butt into it. You're not big enough to do that. You get your butt into it. I mean, it's I, textbook stuff, right? And you, you we right. pointed it out. I stopped it, and I showed him. I'm like, watch. He reached his hand out like his little little skinny little arm is going to stop that, that giant guy from going around him. That's a point in time where I sit that kid down because that's, that's, that's a problem, right? So, well, I, I know I'm getting It's a, a lack I, of I, understanding that you're not in high school anymore. You, 
Keep in mind, this you're kid also hasn't played You're in the Big Ten, or yeah, big time, right? But and and does Keegan Murray Murray deserve more time with that? I I thought that was kind of the only time where I was like, you know, he really. I thought um, bringing Toussaint in what he did and leaving him in and playing him. I thought he did a good job. But yeah, I think Fran had a pretty good rotation the other day. The only one I question is this one kid, right? And I and I still don't, and I you know like I say I I think he was properly unupset with the team because he basically came down to say, look, we didn't shoot well. And then after that, I think he knows he has a defensive, uh, some defensive issues, and, and they're going to have to go, you know, they're going to have trouble with that. So now, right? have you heard anything? So I, I was, I'm disappointed we don't have Tom tonight because I, I, have you heard anything about there's no wrestling schedule out yet? I, got, I, mean, I, I know nothing about wrestling. I, I mean, I'm looking, I was looking for it. I'm like, okay, well, supposedly it was the one sport that they weren't going to worry about it. It was one-on-one guys, right? So why are there? Why is there no schedule out yet? I was going to ask Tom that. We'll have to get that from him uh, in the next couple of weeks because the I'm one sure thing I understand what's I did going read, on there. Rage, I did read that they were talking about having wrestling after Christmas. So maybe it's just going to be uh, Big Ten conference only, so no Iowa Okie State, no Iowa, Iowa State, um, but a Big Ten conference wrestling season only. So that would be what seven or eight meets. Go to the conference sure. tournament, sure, and then go to the NCAA's. Well, um, certainly, with the squad Iowa has, you want to see him wrestle. I mean, well, at this point in time, I mean, you want to give, sakes, you want to you give know, those guys lost. as many opportunities as they can. Right. They lost out on the national championship last year. They're probably by far, it's not even close, I think, for the, 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 the favorite to win it again this year if they have one. And you really want to see them get it, get it done. And, and um, I'm, I'm just, it makes me a little crazy to, to sit and go, okay, where's your schedule? You know, I guess the basketball, basketball, they didn't have a schedule until 10 days before they started either. So, you know, Kevin Warren's making all kinds of friends in the, for the Big Ten, isn't he? Yeah, he's a, uh... He's, he's not my uh, top commissioner of all time right now. No, not. He's learning on the job, right? We all get to learn on the job. That's how it works when you get a big-time job like that, right? I suppose. I suppose. All right. We'll come back, wrap things up here in the Hawkeye Huddle in just a couple of minutes on 1700 The Champ. You're listening to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Rich on 1700 The Champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. And we are back here on the Hawkeye Huddle. Brett Creighton Jr. with you. As we are each week. Well, I guess we really aren't on Tuesdays anymore, are we, David? We're from 6 to 6 no. <laughs> on Thursdays most of the time. But uh, if you're on, uh, we're doing the special this week and next week on Tuesdays because of Christmas Eve and, of course, New Year's Eve. Nobody really... Uh, expecting us to do a show, and I'm, who knows who's listening to the radio on on New, New Year's Eve and Christmas Eve, right? I suppose you're listening. To if it's not a top 100 songs of the year, no, nobody's it's listening. It's not. Do want to uh, recognize a couple of other sponsors, including uh, our friends at Remax, and of course uh, Doug Stonehawker specifically, and Remax Concepts out in Windsor Heights. Doug, of course, uh, a terrific real uh, real estate agent, and uh, his family's been in the in the business for a long, long time. His uncle uh, Ralph was uh, was my first 
foray into uh, buying a house here in the Des Moines area, and I used him for a couple of, of different purchases and then dug this last one this last year. We do recommend you get out there and check them out at dsmrealestate.com. That's dsmrealestate.com. Uh, appreciate uh, all that they've done for us. And, of course, uh, it, it, you know, we do do the home team of the week each week. We're going to have to transition this to basketball, I think, David. Do you have a home team for football for this week? Well, outside of the NFL, it's kind of difficult. And, um, <clears throat> you know, here here's the deal. My uh, my bull picks are uh, 2-0. and not that that matters. Okay. Uh, about to go two and one as Central Florida is currently getting throttled here at fourteen nothing. They dropped a touchdown, which would have made a big difference, obviously in this game. Jade Norville. I'm going to take the Hawkeye basketball. I'm going to take the Hawkeye basketball team tonight as my home team of the week, and the reason I'm taking them is because Luca Garza has never beaten Purdue, and so that is going to end tonight. Hawks are seven-point favorites tonight, so you feel pretty good about that. Well, I feel like they're going to win. I'm not saying I'd lay it. <laughs> uh, seven points about right. That's fine. And by the way, Gonzaga is a 39-point favorite against Northwestern State, if you want to lay that. Well, they played uh, uh, Northwestern State last night. Well, it shows them They here played the them in back-to-back, back-to-back games at home. One uh, their one. <laughs> They were given 43-and-a-half last night, did not cover, and brought her down to 39 tonight. Brought her down to 39. <laughs> um, oh, uh, my friend, uh, friend here, who you might know from time to time, uh, is here, a dra- bit of a Drake fan. 8-0 Drake is up 32-23 over North Dakota late in the first half. <laughs> right, Chuck? Tell, tell Chuck? tell Chuck I laid it with Drake tonight. <laughs> And Creighton says he laid the points, so that's good. He's good. Right, Drake, by, this just in, by the way. I didn't even look at their points, but Drake's good, right? Drake, Drake's, Drake's good. Really this is going to be a fun year for them. I wish people could go watch. <laughs> they're so they're so good. They're fun. I'm glad when they're on TV every once in a while. That's a good basketball team. It'd be a lot a lot more fun. Um, I, I'm, I'll, I'll stick with you just because it's it's an easy thing to do. But I think the Hawks. I'll lay the seven tonight. I feel good about Iowa and Purdue tonight. Even though Purdue, I think is a pretty good team. I think Iowa's going to going to shoot better tonight. And Luca's not going to like the fact that they've handled him the last couple of years. I'll give you that. And then we'll see. I, we'll we'll see whether or not. Uh, you end up with uh, the points that we need to see on uh, against Minnesota coming up. It's kind of hard to, to look down the road uh, when they're doing right. spreads of only the next couple of games. But uh, anyway, that's our home team of the week, the Hawks. We don't normally do that for football. We usually find somebody else. In We're fact, go we've Hawks never done Purdue. that. Nope. <laughs> uh, some other fun ones out there. Basketball will be a little different deal for us with this, but uh, that'll be fun. Um, okay, so uh, real quickly, the Iowa women, by the way, uh, did win they today. today. They played today. They won today, 92-65 over Western Illinois. Uh, unbelievably, Caitlin Clark did not have 30 points. She only scored 13. She was 3 of 15 from the field. Tough day for her, but she still had a triple-double, right? She still scored 13 points in a triple-double. Uh, Monica Gisano comes in with 19 points in Iowa. Now 40 in a row at Carver-Hawkeye Arena for Lisa Bluter's squad. That's 40 in a row. They will be playing Rutgers on New Year's Eve, 2 p.m. in Carver-Hawkeye Arena as well. It'll be a good game. But, yeah, 40 – I mean, seriously, that going back, let's think about that. You're you're playing in the Big Ten, by the way, uh, to get those. That's going back two and a half years or a, uh, well over two years, right? 
Oh, yeah. Probably into the third. Crazy. We got to be Crazy. into the third year. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll see how they develop, but it's fun to watch them. I guess they were a little sluggish today, but, you know, you're playing Western Illinois, and, and you still won by 17. Hit so, 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, 1 o'clock in the afternoon on a – what is today, Tuesday? No big deal, yeah. right? <laughs> when um, they call up the Leathernecks and say, hey, you got some time? How's 1 o'clock the, sound? Yeah, well, remember, they, they only had, like, three non-conference games. Most of them are going to be and are in the Big Ten for them. So um, let's go back to football real quick. You know, David, I, the thing that, that uh, has concerned me, and is it's becoming worse, right? It's becoming more and more apparent. This college football playoff thing, uh, and, and, it, and it affects Iowa, by the way, in, in terms of how this thing went down the last couple of weeks. So if you're looking at the way that this develops, so the four teams that are in are, are arguably the best teams. There's, there's not much question of that. But the way that it develops and the way that the ESPN talking heads and the eye test gets into the committee and the committee starts going through, well, we just thought they looked better and then they, then they try to use body of work and they try to – this thing is so arbitrary and it is so much that. And Oklahoma is the perfect example, right? Oklahoma loses to a crap team in Kansas State to start the year, right? Terrible team. Right. Below 500 team, right? Kansas State's bad. Oklahoma lost to them, right? But somewhere in the middle of the year, they started playing better, and they end up, they did. They won the Big 12 championship. That's cool. They got to play more football games. But then you look at Iowa, and they're like, well, Iowa lost to Purdue, so we really can't move them up very high because they lost to Purdue. Well, Iowa won six in a row. Aren't they playing better football? Sure. But they're not Oklahoma. Iowa State right? lost to Louisiana. Iowa State lost to, and Louisiana's a good football team, but are, let's be serious. Are they a great football team? No, but we're giving them breaks, right? So somewhere in there, there's this arbitrary thing that happens in the, in the way that they do these rankings. And I, I'm one saying, I'm not even sure Ohio State deserves to be in this thing. I understand they're probably one of the best four football teams. They only played six football games, right? But what gets me more about this is, and it's the very reason we're talking about with the guys that are not going to play in the bowl games, this thing has become, all of college football has become so much about the college football playoff that it is ruining the rest of it, right? That, that, pe- that people and players literally don't care. Well, and ESPN is... Okay. Re- and the, I'm going to disagree big, with you. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I, I care, but ruin, I see so many people that don't. Ruin- it doesn't ruin the rest of college football, okay? What it ruins is the postseason component of college football and the buildup towards that to that end. And here's another thing, I frankly, that I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I think I'm over this. The bowl alliances by conference. So why not rank yep. the bowl yes. games? Yep. Okay, yep. so... You have your New Year's Six games. You have your playoff games. But instead of North Carolina, of course, going to the Orange Bowl or uh, Oregon automatically going to the Fiesta Bowl because they're the Pac-10 team, why not just let those bowl games pick whom they want? And then conversely, as the pecking order goes down, and so let's just say arbitrarily, that the Citrus Bowl is the <clears throat> highest-rated non-New Year's Six Bowl. Let's just say that's what it is. 
Let them pick the two teams that they want, whether it's Northwestern and uh, Auburn, who's playing this year. But, you know, if they want to take Coastal Carolina against Cincinnati, or, you know, whatever, just let them pick. Well, that's what it used to be, man. I mean, it used to be. Right, it used to kind of be right. It was a free for all. You had your conference championships went to champions went to certain New Year's Day bowls, and then the rest was a free for all. The problem with that was that you started getting teams with five wins chosen over teams with ten, right? And so, but but I, I'm ready to go back to that. And I love Scott Docterman. They wrote an article last week, and he's getting some love from around the the country for uh, his article in the Athletic, where he just basically said, "Look, here's the deal. Let's go back to the old system." Conference champions have their tie-in, Big Ten, Pac-12 uh, in, the, in the Rose Bowl. Uh, Big 12 goes to the Orange Bowl against an ACC champion, so on and so forth. The SEC champions in the, in the, in the Sugar Bowl. And then right. after that's all done, after that's all done, then go ahead and get a committee together and arbitrarily figure out who they want to have in their tournament, okay? And when you do that, when you do that, what you do is you make – the you make the bowl games that much more important right because you still then it's it's more about you have to go win your bowl game against a good team so after the rose bowl the big 10 and the big pack 12 will have played the big uh, 12's champion oklahoma will have played their game right we'll see whether they're any and then you can arbitrarily pick some team and then you could go I, I do think it should be a bigger tournament, but you could do it if it's one or two well, more weeks. The, but here's, here was the problem with the old system, is that we had three teams that ended up undefeated because they never played each other. Uh, you go back to, I think it was uh, Michigan and Nebraska or Mich- Nebraska, Penn State, and Auburn or something like that years ago where all three teams were undefeated and – and play. boundary last call. What do you Iowa, got? Iowa wins tonight and on Christmas. I feel good about it, too. Two victories this week. It gets tougher after this, but two victories this week. Thanks, everybody, for All helping right. us out. It's been an interesting week. Merry Christmas to everybody. We'll be back next week on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champion.